Hey, online listeners, John here. Uh, we are so grateful for you. Uh, I know so many of you are listening from places like Texas and Ohio and Oregon and Germany. We're so grateful for you and you are a part of Prodigal. And as we near the end of 2022, we look forward to 2023 and beyond. We're doing a year-end giving push to further grow, expand, and build the ministry of Prodigal next year and beyond. The future dreams we're giving to, a permanent facility, more staff to meet more needs, and at more acts of justice, mercy, and love uh, in Fresno Clovis area, but also in Southeastern Africa. Would you consider a year-end gift to help us make a bigger impact in 2023 and beyond? Thank you for your continued support and generosity. Now let's dive right into this week's teaching. Well, Merry Christmas, Prodigal Church. Uh, this Christmas, I am so thankful for you. I'm so proud to be a part of this church. Uh, this season, you have exhibited the Christmas spirit in such a beautiful way. You give, you serve, you help, you encourage. Your kindness and generosity um, will make a huge difference in people's lives in our community and in our world. I'm so grateful for you. I'm grateful for our kids, uh, amazing kids with all of their wonderful gifts. Uh, this Sunday here at Prodigal, our kids are on stage and they're doing Christmas performances and singing songs and telling the Christmas story and it's just so beautiful. Is there anything more beautiful than a child singing their heart out? Just feeling it in their soul and just selling out at the top of their lungs. When was the last time you sang like that? I mentioned last week that my favorite Christmas song is Oh Holy Night. It's always been my favorite. For those of you my age and maybe a bit older, do you remember mixtapes, okay? You would take songs from the radio or from CDs, okay, compact discs, and you would create what we now would call a playlist, okay? But the playlist was bound to a cassette tape. It was a way to put a bunch of your favorite songs in one place instead of having to change tapes or CDs, compact discs. I remember making a summer mixtape and putting an acoustic version of Oh Holy Night on it. And once the songs are all on there, you can't just remove one, okay? You gotta re-record the whole tape. And I remember my twin brother and I listening to that cassette tape in our room. And he said to me immediately after hearing the beginning notes of Oh Holy Night, do you regret putting a mixtape together with a Christmas song on it? And I said, no. The song is nostalgic for me. I remember the days when I was able to hit those notes. You know, those, oh, night. Divine, oh, okay, you know, I can hit it just like Mariah Carey back in the day. But somewhere around the ages of 14 or 15, all of the sudden, I couldn't hit those notes anymore. Okay, I don't know what happened. And for a while, I refused to come to the realization that those notes were out of my range. And my high notes sounded something like this. Oh, no, divine, oh, not something like that. I'm not exactly sure. Eventually, I let go of my dreams of being a lead singer in a boy band. And throughout my teenage years and into adulthood, every Christmas Eve, we would go to church, and when they sang the song, Oh Holy Night, I'd sing it with my soul. And so would my twin brother. And for my mom, for my mom to have surround sound, me on one side, my brother on the other, 
Oh no, Diva! Just like that. It would literally become a distraction to the entire service because my mom was laughing so hard. I remember when I was nine years old, standing up on a table at Aldo's Pizza on the corner of Barstow and Clovis Avenue, standing on top of a table, singing at the top of my lungs, bye bye Miss American Pie, drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. When was the last time you really went for it? Being a kid is the best, okay? These parents can attest to this. They posted on social media. One father said, how to lose at hide and seek? Me, eyes closed, one, two, three, Four-year-old whispers, Daddy, can I hide in your shirt? Another parent wrote, my eight-year-old in the car today, do you want me to throw the confetti in my pocket? Me, no, not in the car. Why do you have confetti in your pocket? Eight-year-old, it's my emergency confetti. I carry it everywhere in case there is good news. How amazing is that? That this kid is waiting for good news all day with his hands full of confetti just to release it in celebration. Another parent posted, my son asked me, where does poo come from? I was a little uncomfortable, but gave him an honest explanation. He looked a little perplexed and stared at me in stunned silence for a few seconds and asked, and Tigger? Poor kid thought that Winnie the Pooh comes out of our butt, okay? Yes, it is good to be a kid. In Christmas time, it's, it's about kids. God became a kid. It's the story of Christmas, God's incarnation. God becoming man to save man. I never cease to be amazed by this story, and it really doesn't need much interpretation and very little exegesis. It just needs to be told and heard and retold. It evokes in us a childlike wonder and awe an executive order from the emperor unwittingly accomplishes God's purpose for universal salvation. Awesome. A young fiance has not yet consummated her marriage yet. She conceives and bears a child. Incredible. The child was born on a road trip in a little place where this couple is actually homeless. Unbelievable. His first bassinet is a manger. His first crib is a feeding trough. Phenomenal. The phenomenon of wonder is uniquely human. See, cows and cats, they share experience with us. Uh, but cows and cats, they cannot experience wonder. The tragedy of growing up is not that we get older, but that we lose the childlike capacity to wonder. As children, we dream of growing up and finding adventure. Instead, we find a job. As children, we're in a hurry to grow up. Uh, when you ask a kid, how old are you? They say, I'm seven and a half. S and they gotta add that half, okay? Now I'm 42 and I am only 42 until the very day I'm 43. There ain't no 42 and a half about it. But kids, they want to grow up fast because they think that adulthood, the restrictions that they now experience, won't exist. But with adulthood comes something different. Responsibilities, anxieties, 
life. I think that this sentiment is summarized in Pink Floyd's song, Comfortably Numb. When I was a child, I caught a fleeting glimpse out of the corner of my eye. I turned to look, but it was gone. I cannot put my finger on it now. The child has grown. The dream is gone. I have become comfortably numb. My daughter, Ivy. She's the best gift opener, okay? Her instinctive response to almost everything in life is, Ivy, we're gonna take you to the zoo tomorrow. On the way home, we're probably gonna get some ice cream. And, and then at home, we're probably gonna have a movie night. Just constant excitement, astonishment, wonder. At five years old, life is full of breathtaking revelations. It's just one after another. At what point does a human being go from to huh? At what point do we go from breathtaking to sighing? We sometimes lose our capacity to be odd. We have forgotten how to say, huh? have you ever heard someone say, nothing surprises me anymore? What a pity. We have forgotten awe. And so on Christmas Sunday at Prodigal Church, could we make this a place of corporate awe just for a moment? Whether you are here uh, in person or you are listening on a run or with your family on your couch, maybe you're in your car. I know that you're faking it, but could in this moment, could at the count of three, everyone just kind of go, <gasps> Just a, a corporate astonishment, a corporate awe. Okay, here we go, get ready. No matter where you're at, one, two, three. <gasps> that gasp. It's a beautiful sound, even if it's just you. It, it, it's a beautiful sound. Don't ever lose that. That's the sound of shepherds at the manger. That's the sound of magi giving gifts in a cattle stall. That's the sound of Mary and Joseph beholding their child. That's the sound of wonder. Abraham Heschel, the Polish-born Jewish rabbi, said this, our goal should be to live in radical amazement, to get up every morning and look at the world in a way that takes nothing for granted because everything is phenomenal. Everything is incredible. Don't you ever treat life casually to be spiritual is to be amazed. The incarnation, the Christmas story, God in a bod, the king of the universe being born in a barn and laid in a feeding trough, this should evoke awe, wonder. Are you familiar with the artistic term kitsch? Okay. It is a real word, I assure you, but it's rather difficult to explain. It's defined like this, kitsch, okay, also called cheesiness or tackiness, is art or other objects that appeal to popular or uncultivated taste because they are garish or overly sentimental. 
which means that these objects are considered by other people to be ugly, without style, false, or in poor taste, but enjoyed or appreciated by other people in an ironic or knowing way because it's funny. Okay? See, even Webster has a difficult time explaining this word. Kitsch is art that gives immediate but cheap gratification. Okay? It's the dogs playing poker. Is it art? Well, kind of. Okay? It's also the opposite of art. It is in stark contrast to the real truth and beauty that we find by the world's greatest artists and the world's greatest museums. In some ways, it is a parody of beauty, a mockery of mystery. And kitsch Christianity is what we're left with if we don't take the incarnation of the Son of God seriously. When we lose that sense of awe about the Jesus story, when we hear the story of God redeeming the whole world and it becomes mundane as an ad that we skip on YouTube. That's kitsch Christianity. No, may we never lose the childlike wonder of our God, the childlike wonder in our world. There is so much to wonder about if we just go outside. The largest animal on planet Earth is the blue whale. In fact, it's just its flippers and it, on its tail is bigger than most animals on Earth. But a blue whale is, it's, it's nowhere as big as a mountain. If you put 100 blue whales in a jar, it would take millions of blue whale jars to fill up a hollowed out Mount Everest. Mount Everest isn't anywhere near as big as the Earth. If you stacked up 100 Mount Everests on top of each other, it would just be a whisker on planet Earth. Do you have any sense of awe yet? In the Earth, it's, it's nowhere near as big as the sun. You could fit more than a million Earths inside the sun. But the sun, which is a medium-sized star, isn't anywhere near as big as a red supergiant star called Antares. 50 million of our suns can fit inside Antares. And Antares isn't anywhere near as big as the Milky Way galaxy. Billions of stars, including supergiants like Antares, as well as countless comets, asteroids, make up the Milky Way. Are you amazed yet? Do you have a sense of wonder? But the Milky Way galaxy isn't anywhere near as big as the universe. There are billions of other galaxies in the universe and the Milky Way pales in comparison to them. And yet, with billions of galaxies in the universe, it's almost completely empty. The distances from one galaxy to another are beyond comprehension or mathematics. Wonder, amazement, beauty, just in the night sky. The same night sky where the shepherds were appeared to by a host of angels proclaiming the birth of the Savior of the world. The same night sky where a star led the Magi from the east to a lonely barn in Bethlehem to worship a baby in a manger. The vastness of our universe is just a small hint 
at the embodied love of Jesus, born in that manger 2,000 years ago. That song, A Holy Night, fall on your knees. Oh, hear the angel voices. Oh, night divine. Oh, night when Christ was born. It is the thrill of hope where the weary world rejoices. It all comes back to that holy night, that first Christmas. May your Christmas bring you to that manger as well. We love Santa. We love the elves that show up. We love the lights. We love the tree. We love the presents. But it's, it's JC's birthday. It's God's party. And it all brings back to the amazing love of God that led God to give up his heavenly robes and adornments for sackcloth in a manger, sleeping underneath hay. God, I pray in Jesus' name that the humility demonstrated in the manger, we show that humility as well. That the love that led you to lead, leave heaven and come to earth, that that love would permeate our homes this Christmas and beyond. Thank you, Jesus, for your love for us. May we go and love others, even those who are hard to love. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen. We wanna thank you so much for joining us online at Prodigal Church Fresno. We wanna remind you that next week, uh, it is all online. So our Christmas Eve and Christmas Day service will be live on Christmas Eve, and you can choose to watch it at your own convenience, whether you're on a run or in a car or on your couch with your family. We've got some fun stuff for kids as well. And then uh, the following week, New Year's Day, we're also online the next two Sundays, and we can't wait to be back together again on Sunday, January 8th, 2023. God bless you and Merry Christmas.